I, 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 got, I got to be honest with you. I whipped it, and I whipped it good. <laughs> Welcome to Unscripted with Kirby Hossaman and Bill Petrie. In this weekly podcast, Kirby and Bill talk about the world of marketing, branding, and promotional products. Unscripted is available only at promocorner.com, the leader in digital marketing for the promotional products industry. Now, here's Kirby and Bill. Welcome to episode number 173 of Unscripted. I am your host, Bill Petrie. With me is the other host of this fine, fine platinum-level broadcast, the galloping ghost of branded games, golf balls, and gift sets. <laughs> That's a good one. The one and only <laughs> Dr. Kirby House. I'm a dirt Kirby. How the hell are you? I am galloping, my friend. I No, I'm doing really well. Um, as uh, you know, we, you and I were talking super briefly before we started this thing. I've been in the office for a couple weeks in a row, and man, it has felt so good to sort of get caught back up, get re-engaged, um, and that always makes me happy. So I'm doing well. How about you, bud? Good. Back from uh, vacation and kind of getting in the swing of things before. I'm out of the office again <laughs> for a week um, right. at uh, LDW next week. Uh, you'll be there as well, Leadership Development Workshop and uh, for the regional community. And so looking forward to that. But you know what also, well, also, what else I'm looking forward to, Kirby? What's that, Bill? I'll be talking about our good friends at Hall's ID Line. Right. You know, you know about them. They're a 48-year-old family-run company. But they've got a staff that has hundreds of years of combined experience. And they have that online inventory program so that distributors can not only put their badges into, but also mouse pads, counter mats, and a whole new product line of coasters. They offer free spec samples, random samples, and other marketing materials with your company's logo on it. And you know how important that is. Absolutely. That's, that's what it's all about. And they have this great website for free self-promo. It's selfpromo.idline.com. You can upload your artwork and specific details. And you know what they're going to do, Kirby? What's that, Bill? I'm so glad you asked. They're going to produce 100 free re-stick it calendars with your logo on them. Boom. Free. Free of charge. Love it. That's you know amazing. what free means, Kirby? Free means not going to cost you a dime. That's right. These are repositional decals that's going to keep your name in front of your client. So right now, just hit pause on your podcast client. Go to selfpromo.idline.com. Go ahead and get your free uh, 100 free re-sticket calendars. You're not going to be sorry you did. And then come back and, and hit pause again. That will, They'll play the podcast, and we can go have some fun. I love it. Kirby, are you ready to record at a platinum level? I am. I'm going to try, my friend. I'm going to try. I, I feel like I'm getting back in the swing of things. It feels like forever since I've done a podcast. It has been is, a little bit, yeah. It's been a little bit of time. So um, I want to thank you for having the courage to have do this podcast with me as I try to re-enter society. Absolutely. absolutely. Do you want to start off with a uh, topic today? Yeah, I think it, it, the... Um the segue there is nice when you talk about you re-entering society. Obviously, you just got back from, I believe it was eight days on, what did you call it, a floating hotel? Um, uh, it is a yeah. floating hotel. And so you seemed, you were, you were kind of anxious about this. And, I, and I'm super, you and I haven't talked about this at all, and I'm super curious to hear a little bit about the trip, the good, the bad, and the good. Okay, so <laughs> wow. Okay, so that was a very open-ended question. So right, yeah, I've always had a little bit of trepidation when it comes to the cruise ship situation. Um, it's not about it sinking. I don't worry about that. I'm more worry about things like Legionnaires' disease and. <laughs> 
cramped quarters and getting stuck for four or five extra days because of weather, which always sounds great. But I, the thought of being on a boat for 15 days, that's that's a lot. Sure, sure. Um, so uh, we, uh, I, I got to be honest with you, overall – fantastic experience great that's exciting um, i i can honestly say i would do it again that's exciting um, yeah so the would you ask for the good the bad and the, what what the good the bad the good but it's whatever Keep, tell me about it the good was um the ship was new so it was the carnival horizon okay so i think at capacity it has like 3900 guests with 1500 crews so it's a massive ship yeah that's big i don't think it was at capacity but i couldn't tell yeah. honestly so getting on the boat was easy um, getting around the boat you know once you kind of got your bearings was very very easy um the the uh uh, included drinks was also very easy. Yeah. Um, so no, really enjoyed a lot of that. But after a while, it did get old. Um, so so we went to four ports of call, as it were. Um, so we started off on Saturday. We had a, a fun day at sea on Sunday, <laughs> and then on Monday we stopped at Grand Turk and the Turks and Quesos. Okay. Um, and we did uh, uh, two things. We did snorkeling, and nice. then we did. Um, we did an ATV ride on some salt flats, and that was kind of fun. Every, everybody got their own ATV, and that was a lot of fun. <laughs> that sounds good. Tuesday, we stopped in La Romana in the Dominican Republic. Okay. Um, Sandy, due to her heart issues, could not do what the three of us were doing, which was extreme zip lining. Nice. Um, we got on a bus, went through um, uh, Higüe. Which is the poorest city I've ever seen. You know, you talk, you know, you're really insulated on these type of yeah vacations, and it's the most third world area I've I've ever seen in my life. I mean, it was quite arresting, to be very candid with you. Um, but the zip lining itself was fantastic. One of the zip lines was like a mile and a half long. Oh my! A um, lot of climbing. It was a lot, of, but it was a lot of fun. Um, we even got a uh, rented a GoPro. So that we could nice. kind of uh, do that. So that was fun. Sandy did a, I don't know, like a little bus tour of, of the Dominican Republic. On Wednesday, we stopped in Curacao, and we opted to go to kind of keep it low key. We stopped in Willemstead, which is a real, a uh, very quaint Dutch themed town because it is one of the old Dutch Antilles islands. Um, and we went to the Blue Curacao uh, Distillery. Okay. And that was fun. Yeah. And uh, then Thursday we went to Aruba. Um, which um, which I happen to love. Sandy and I went to Aruba almost 20 years ago, and what we did on Aruba was this thing called a sea bob, okay. and it's basically a handheld little boat, but you can go underwater with it. You have a mask on, like a James Bond type thing. You know, nice. you're swimming underwater. And what was fun on the way to go do the sea bob adventure, and we had a beach break too, so we hung out at the beach for like an hour, hour and a half. Um, we passed by, we were talking about how we had gone there on a trip to an all-inclusive back before the kids were born, and lo and behold, we, we drove right by it. That's cool. Yeah, that was kind of fun. Yeah, yeah. But then, so then you have Friday, it was a day at sea, Saturday was a day at sea, <laughs> um, and Sunday we were ready to get off the boat, and debarkation also very, very easy. Yeah. As far as the, the ship itself, the ship was fantastic. Um, there was a couple incidents. There, they, uh, 12 people were escorted off the boat in Aruba and asked to uh, go home. Okay. Uh, there, that was on Thursday. On Tuesday, there was apparently, I didn't see it, there was some sort of fight. 
Um, and there were people, there were security guards on our floor in front of rooms. Like people were confined to quarters, their state rooms. Um, yeah, so I don't know what happened, <laughs> you know. But 12 people were asked to uh, go ahead and head back home early. Yeah. Um, I thought the food was really good. Ooh, I wanted to um, ask about that. Yeah, I thought the food was good. By the end of the cruise, it all starts tasting about the same, to yeah. be honest with you, especially after eight days. Um, you know, the kids didn't really want to sit down and have long protracted dinners, right. which when you have you know your, your dining options at night, that's what most of them are. Right. It is a long two-hour at the at minimum, hour and a half, two hours minimum protracted dinner. And they'd found some friends, so they wanted to go do hood rat stuff on the ship with their buddies. <laughs> um, so we only did a couple of those things. Here's what I didn't like about the cruise, Kirby. Okay. Um, one that your daughter wasn't on it. That would have been fun. I did not like the fact that your daughter was not on our Carnival cruise ship. <laughs> okay. Besides that, I did not like the fact that every time I turned around, I felt like they were in my pockets. Mm, yes, I've already 100%. paid thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars for this <laughs> cruise. And, you know, they take pictures all the time, which is great. And they're charging $20 for a digital download of that. Yep. Charging five would be uh, grossly overpriced. Yeah. $19.99 is offensive, yeah. quite frankly. I mean, honestly, uh, Carnival, get your shit together. That is just offensive. You would sell so much more. Yeah. Um, I didn't like that. Um, I didn't like the fact that if I uh, – because we, we had a balcony. We had what was called a cove balcony, which I loved. The reason I liked it, it was a, almost a closed-in balcony, and right above us were the lifeboats. And so we actually had shade okay, all the yeah. time. So yeah, that was awesome. Good I for you. I love that. Yeah, very – because I know other people who have balconies, like we're never on it because it's just direct sunlight and it's hotter than hell. Yeah. So I loved my little cove balcony, but I would have enjoyed, like while Sandy was getting ready for the evening – to sit out there and have a cocktail. Well, if I wanted to do that, I needed to go upstairs and yep. go get one. And I wanted the ability to grab a bottle of booze on the ship and take it back to my room. They won't do that. And here's what I don't understand. I've already paid for the all-you-can-drink program. You've got $500 from me, which is what it was for the entire length of the cruise, each of us individually. So $1,000 when it comes to me and Sandy. Yep. I've already paid for all the drinks you're going to give me. Yeah. I don't understand why I can't go into the gift shop if I have that program only. Right. Say, I want a bottle of Jack Daniels, have them sell it to me, and I start drinking from that from my stateroom. They would make more money because they would they would they would actually make money because I wouldn't be drinking their alcohol that I've already paid for. Right. I'm paying extra now. So that kind of annoyed me. Right. The this the the whole forced togetherness thing of that the you know, you have to go somewhere else. I thought that the service in terms of getting a drink slower than molasses in the dead of winter. Yeah. Um, that was frustrating at times to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. But I mean these are minor little moans and complaints. Didn't have any problems with motion sickness. I never have. Yeah. Didn't have any problems with um, uh, any sort of food poisoning or listeria (laughs) or the plague or anything like that on the boat. Um, Honestly, it was great. I would absolutely do it again. Cool. Um, But I'd have the same anxiety. Like, okay, what if this ship isn't as awesome as the ship I was just on? So (laughs) that's just a quick look into the way I think about things. So I enjoyed it. It was a nice break. I was able to unplug. I I did not respond to one email. So it was really nice to be able 
to do that. So yeah. cool, man. Good. Thank you for welcome asking. back. Thank you. Oh, and I sang karaoke a bunch. That's, okay, good. Oh, yeah. and I also want a ship on a stick. And you're I, familiar with what a ship on a stick is, I'm sure. I, I am. That's an awesome trophy. I I won an awesome trophy for. We, I played catchphrase trivia, and got 18 right out of 20. I just I made that. That whole game, my complete bitch. It was awesome. <laughs> Congratulations. Uh, and I got to I got to scare all my family by singing karaoke at every possible moment. Yeah. I love it, man. That's all awesome. Right. I'm glad you had a good time. Well, I did, and thank you for asking. All right, let's get back to the promotional products industry. But I want to go something specifically to you, Kirby Hossaman. Oh, okay. You just got done with your annual end-user event. Yes. In the past, it was a hoot nanny. <laughs> I don't know what the theme was this year because I completely, really unplugged from everything. Yep. And it was the week I was uh, at sea. So tell us about – I'd like to know how the, how the show went and why you – feel it's so important to build that end user show because I know it's a ton of work for you. Sure, yeah. Yeah, last week was our uh, end user show. The theme this year, we do a different theme every year. It was Christmas in October. Um, we've we've been doing it long enough. We were actually pretty early to the end user game. Um, mm-hmm. We've been doing it about 15 years. And so we've done, it feels like every theme. We've You know what I mean? Like we've done right. that one before. Um, but we did that theme. The overall attendance was great. It was It was up. Uh, substantially. We actually, you know, in the interest of showing the use of promotional products, which I think sometimes those of us in the industry forget. We do. We, we, um, we always ask for RSVPs. We usually get 25 or 30 um, that are just, you know, being nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, this year we said, look, if you um, register early, we're going to have some extra special goodies. We're going to um, do your bag up in advance. We're going to do whatever. And so we actually, it was, I think we had 85 or 90 Great pre-registered. Turnout. Um, we did personalized tumblers. We did like nice. so. So the people who registered, <laughs> like they were like, "Wow, okay." I was like, "Yeah, we're we're trying to incentivize that behavior." It's one of those things about promo, right? It affects human behavior. Sure. So that was great. Um, why do I think it's important? You know, we started it as a customer appreciation show, mm-hmm. and just a simple way for us to invite our best customers in and say thank you for your business. It's evolved to an end user show, and so now I yeah. look at the dollar figure that we spend on it and go, okay, what's our return? Right. Um, but I, 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 I do that loosely, if I'm being mm-hmm. honest, because I, like you know, I need to hit this number in sales to break even on the event. Right. But, but what's the the good? Um, What's the uh, value of us showing that appreciation to our customers and showing them um, how to do an event right? Mm-hmm. I, I always struggle to quantify that um, because so many times, like I, it's happened multiple times where somebody will see something at our event in, in October and two years later have the perfect campaign for it. And it's like, well, <laughs> how do you specifically target that and quantify right. it? Um we each year look at what we can do differently, and we just had that meeting yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, overall, we continue to see value in it, and it's fun to see how excited our customers get from it. Because oh, again, absolutely. we get so jaded, right? Like right. a t-shirt to us sometimes, like I'm, I'm a snob about t-shirts at this point. Um, but our clients come in and they're like, oh my God, this is amazing. And so it, it, to, to be honest, there's the value of the customer, you know, and enjoying it or whatever. But I think there's actually a renewed sense of excitement with the team yeah. because they get to see what we do means to people. Yeah, it's always interesting when you have those interactions, whether it's it's face-to-face. Uh, de- hopefully that's the way you do it, face-to-face. But maybe yep. sometimes it's video. 
or you just get that feedback of an exciting phone call or an exciting email, when you get that tangible return of the experience, yep. not necessarily a sale or anything, but the experience of people getting promotional products that move their emotions, that's such a wonderful testament to the power of the medium we love so much. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It was What was cool, actually, one of the conversations that two of my sales team had yesterday mm-hmm. was like, I had so many people that I wasn't able to talk to them all right. at the same time, which right. I always have. And I don't mean that just because the way I look at it is everybody's my customer, even mm-hmm. their customers are my customers, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I'm used to that, but they were unused to the idea that they weren't able to be as, you know, one-on-one with people because they had such a good response. So that was, right. that's kind of cool. That is very cool. You know what else is cool, Kirby? What's that, Bill? That'd be our good pals over at Turbis. And they make some quality promotional products. And I'm going to share a little bit about that right now. You know, they have that stainless steel line um, that's really, really great. Uh, They added that stainless line to that. They're well-established, that classic tumbler line we all know and love about two years ago. And they wanted to be better than the competition by utilizing state-of-the-art custom 360-degree UV printing. And it's available in four sizes, Kirby. 12-ounce, 20-ounce, 30-ounce, and to 24-ounce water bottle. Comes with a five-year warranty. Does anything wow. come with a five-year warranty anymore? Not very many things. I don't think so. Five-year warranty. It's copper-lined, vacuum-insulated, keeps your beverage eight hours hot, 24 hours cold, and it's BPA-free. My gosh, what a quality promotional merchandise that is. <laughs> yes, it is. Um, go ahead and visit TurvisPromos.com. Get a little more information and go ahead and pick some of those up for your customers. They're not going to be you – know, can you imagine the, the excitement people get when they get a Turvis stainless steel tumbler with that 360-degree wrap? Wow. They, they will love it. They will love it, Kirby. Awesome. Do you have another topic you'd like to uh, go ahead and, and start off with as we continue the podcast for podcasting? <laughs> Absolutely. So um, you mentioned LDW. Uh, we're both going to be there next week. Um, I have never been. Um, and I've, you know, heard people talk about what it is and what I, what I should look forward to and all that sort of thing. Um, because you have been there uh, several times. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some tips you have for me? What are, what are some things I should be looking forward to? What are some things that, what should I be looking to get out of it? Because you know, I've been traveling a ton. I'm like, okay, if I'm going to be out of the office again, what, what should I be doing to make it the most valuable experience I can? I think go in with an open mind and a willing heart, Kirby. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, check. No, that, that, that's, that's really it. So uh, the next topic I have, no. Um, <laughs> You know, here's how you get the most out of your LDW experience. I think making it, – it's like a lot of other conferences with with a slight little twist, if you will. Okay. Um, the connections you make, the collisions you have are always the best things. Um, there's going to be some great information there. I think someone like you who have sat on not-for-profit boards before mm-hmm. – Yeah. You will get a lot out of it because you're going to you, – you know, you're going to be able to take off your Hossman marketing and communications hat – and you're going to be able to put on your board service hat. There's a lot of great information there about how to affect the board mm-hmm. in a positive way, how to serve the membership of, of for, in your case, it would be OPA, mm-hmm. um, how to serve the membership best. And, and what we'll talk a lot about, Kirby, honestly, is a lot of the challenges um, we as, you know, I'm president of the RAC board, so we, we try to pr- provide vision and leadership and tools for all the 27 regional communities, OPA being one of them. We want you to come out of there excited and have ideas how to address some of those challenges that you do have, whether it's 
uh, it's decreased membership, it's uh, lack of interest in trade shows. You know, we are an industry if we do things because that's the way we've always done them. Oh, totally. And, you know, that's why, you know, I, I say tongue-in-cheek when someone says, I think we're going to do a networking event at Top Golf." I'm like, that's done and over with. Now everybody's doing the axe-throwing thing. I don't know what the next thing is, but that's what that's what we'll do. We're a copycat industry, and that's not necessarily bad. But it's very hard to stand out. It's very hard to add value to our memberships and so our members. And so what I love about LDW is you end up having a lot of conversations and you get a lot of case histories from, let's say, someone in um, at SAC or mm-hmm. SAGNI or PPA Chicago or PPMS. And I didn't realize they did that. What a great idea. Let's do that. You know, and mm-hmm. so I, I just kind of said we're, we're a, a – industry where we kind of copycat in this case it works mm-hmm. because you know not at some point it gets played out don't get me wrong i think top golf for example is completely played out but for a while for a year two years what a great thing for regionals to do and give people that opportunity to experience that type of an event what's next what are people doing to engage members how are we getting more volunteers that's always a challenge right. how do we how do we have effective board meetings? What, what is, how often do we need to look at bylaws and right. things like that? So there, there's a lot of things that aren't very typical of what your normal education event would be like. Okay. And, and really what, you know, I, you know, we have some pretty exciting stuff next week. I'm very deep uh, in the planning of it, doing a lot of speaking there and looking forward to that. Um, so I think you're going to get a lot out of it. But really, honestly, just come in with an open mind and think, okay, I think if everybody has the, the perspective of how can I make my regional association better, number one, but more importantly, how can I serve the members of my regional association better, number two. I like it. Cool, man. I appreciate it. It, it really is one of those things where um, LDW is one of those things I've heard people talk about forever, yeah. but it's just like uh, a lot of things in every industry, mm-hmm. um, but like the, it's, it was just an acronym. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? LDW by the RAC to the yeah. OPPA, you know, who's down No, I, I, oh gosh, <laughs> I knew that was coming and I was hoping to interrupt you before you actually dropped that horrible joke. <laughs> anyway, I'm looking forward to the event. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to do a quick one. Okay. Uh, and looking forward to seeing you there. Yeah. Right back All right. You. So um, Band- Brandwatch uh, did a quick study about the 10 most visible online logos on Twitter. You're familiar with Kirby, right, Twitter? I have heard of it, yes. Yeah, you're f- I just said you're familiar with Kirby, right, Twitter? <laughs> I'm really out of practice. You're I'm, familiar I'm, with Twitter, right, Kirby? I, I am, and I was just trying to avoid the uh, obnoxious train that's about to come through town. Yeah, that, I know. That's okay. So I'm going to keep talking as you go ahead and mute your button there, and I pretend I'm talking to myself. So the 10 most visible online logos, f- according to Brandwatch, and I'll just read these down and have a couple quick questions, and let's get out of here. Number one, or number 10 is Emirates. Um, they, I think they sponsor um, Arsenal, uh, the soccer club in England. Number nine is Chevrolet. Number eight is Pepsi. Number seven is Apple. Number six is Nike. Number four is a, uh, uh, number five is EA Sports. I thought that was an interesting one. Mm. Number four is Adidas. Number three is Chanel. Mm-hmm. Number two is McDonald's. And number one is Amazon. And I, when I saw the list, I didn't. I was like, okay, fine. I mean, honestly, I don't even know what any of this means. But when I'm thinking of Twitter, I'm like, okay, where's Coca-Cola? 
Mm-hmm. And then I was like, hold on a second. This is Twitter. Where is Wendy's? Wendy's. <laughs> they eviscerate everybody. They have the best Twitter account ever because it's full of snark and sass and fun. And I'm like, where is that? Where's Wendy? So that stuck on me. But I want to ask you one quick question. Sure. What is the best way to get visibility for your brand on Twitter? And you may not have an answer. I do. Okay. Uh, so, well, again, and Twitter is probably at this point sort of my least favorite social media channel. I'm on it. But when I spent a lot of time um, growing an audience yeah. there, a um, couple things. Number one, I post more than you think you should. Um, like for me, when I was doing the most, I actually had a program called Social Jukebox, which I don't use anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I've considered getting back into it, but I was posting something every four hours, um, which, you know, for those people who uh, are following you that have, that follow 200 people, it's probably pretty annoying. But the, the um, you know, the fire hose that is Twitter right now, it's mm-hmm. one of the ways to be mentioned. That's the push out version. The other way is just simply to pick sort of a topic. Um, and Gary V talks a lot about this, but, but mm-hmm. I buy in. If you want to spend the time is that you go, okay, I'm going to search marketing or entrepreneurship or hashtag, you know, you pick this hashtag and write it and get engaged in conversation. And those are the two ways I think that you do it. But the, um, the other thing that jumps out at this list, because Wendy's is very, that's a sort of a U.S. brand, I think, that's bigger in the U.S. than I think is, I was surprised Adidas was above Nike. Uh, well, I, again, I, me too, uh, and and, and uh, I was surprised Emirates was on there. Quite yeah. frankly, yeah, but um, that, that's why I was like, "Wow, it's international." You know um, what I mean? Yeah. So my thought is, um, again, the consistency and all that. We what you have to realize about Twitter is it's a very um, you have to hit people. You have to do the same post several times. Right. You, you're getting people in a snapshot in a moment, and you can't assume they're going to literally click on your profile and look at your tweets. Oh, yeah, no. that happens occasionally, but not really. It's a feed, yeah. and the more people you follow, the more clogged your feed gets. And so you have to. Um, and I used to use social jukebox as well. I don't anymore either. I, I kind of came be, became very disillusioned with that platform. Um, and I think it's gotten improved. I think it's improved quite a bit since I, I got off of it. And it's not cutting uh, the platform, the, the the service at all. I just didn't. It just wasn't doing it for me. But if you can find a service that helps you get your brand out consistently. Yeah. And I mean, like four or five times a day consistently, yeah. same message. I mean, you really have to do that. It feels like overkill. On Twitter, it's absolutely not. Yeah. No, that's that, – that was I, – I literally – that was how I sort of grew a little bit of a Twitter following. And when I mm-hmm. stopped, my growth me stopped. Yeah, to no, me, that's, me, that's really, me too. Me too. Yeah. Same, same with me. Awesome. Well, Kirby, we are now at the time where it is the promo person of the week. Boom, 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 boom. Okay. Uh, dedicated to highlight the one person in the promo industry that's grabbing our attention, making us take notice. Do- nothing really matters other than those two requirements. Yeah. Kirby, I'm- it is your week to de- reveal your promo person of the week. Absolutely. My promo person of the week, I, I kind of went to the nether regions of my brain to think Okey about doke. Uh, who um, I felt like was making a difference. And sometimes the people who are making a difference are not the people who are the front men and women. Right. And the one that co- came to my mind this morning was Robert Fiveash. Okay, uh, nice. Uh, Danny Rosen is is uh, very well known in our industry. He is uh, 
kind of the extrovert of the two, but Robert is not only his partner in Brand Fuel, which is an amazing company, but he's also, you know, kind of leading the way or has led the way, I should say, for several years with Promo Kitchen and uh, Promo Kitchen being a nonprofit in the in the um, industry that has um, just worked on mentorship and worked on education in the industry with the idea of elevating it. And when I think of Robert, he... He's, he's more of the introvert, but he adds a ton of value, and I think he came to my mind as the promo person of the week. I think that's a great choice, Thanks, um, to be honest with you. Um, uh, he is uh, a very quiet leader. Yeah. Um, you know, Danny is a little more – if you get to know Robert, he's not quiet at all, but he's much more of a – how do I want – I want to choose my words very carefully. He is the type of leader that um, I'm going to listen first and speak last. Right. He will he will uh, listen to everybody else, kind of chime in, and, and I'll be very candid with you. I've actually modeled, um, I've learned a lot from him, and that's one of them. You know, as you know, president of the rack board, or a lot of times even president of Promo Corner, it, it's very important for me to chime in last um, because I don't think a lot of leaders realize that their opinion can sway a lot of people, mm, yeah. and you don't get real honesty that way. Yeah. Um, so by you know, Robert's a very He's a tremendous listener, and he's a wonderful coalition builder. Um, so, you know, he and Danny are kind of the yin and yang of uh, Brand Fuel, and I think <laughs> yeah. they do play off each other very, very well. So Robert Five-Ash, or as I call him, Bobby Five, your <laughs> virtual box of high fives are going to be sent at a time of my choosing to an address of your choosing. I love it. All right, Kirby, so now it's time for the best ever. Yes. Um, it's my week now. So. Okay. I, we are about to have a Halloween contest here at Promo Corner. Oh. And it, a costume contest. You know, we all work remotely for the most part. We have an office here, but everybody else pretty much works remotely. And I'll be honest with you, the thought of a Halloween contest makes me tense. Yeah, me um, too. Costume contest. <laughs> so I want to know from your perspective, Kirby, what is the best Halloween costume ever? Like my best Halloween costume ever or the best Halloween costume ever? Your best. I apologize for not being so clear. No, that's cool. I, You know, I actually was thinking about doing something for Halloween, and I always struggle with it because it makes right. me tense the same as it does you. Right. So I, I usually end up lame. My favorite Halloween cost, costume of all time was one that my wife planned out for mm-hmm. us. Uh, we were in Disney, and uh, it was around Halloween, and so – our family dressed up as the Incredibles. Yep. Um, so I was Mr. Incredible, blah, blah, blah. And what was great about it was, and it really actually, my kids were totally on board until we got to Disney and we were mm-hmm. like the only people there dressed in up. costume. <laughs> and so people thought we were part of the park. Yeah. And they were coming up and having, we were, we're in so many people's family vacation pictures <laughs> because awesome. we just started posing with people and was like, well, hell with it. Let's just roll with it. That's so awesome. That was pretty fun. Yeah, I always struggle with dress up. Um, I, I I always want to have a, a piece of humor injected into it. Sure. And I struggle with it, and so I, I you know I don't loathe dress up, but it always makes me tense. Right. Um, and so I think I've got something fun this year. I've got a, a, a it, it's um, one person knows about it, and, and it was and I'm not going to out this person, but it, it was I was told it was lame. Okay. Um, so. <laughs> <laughs> that that tells me I'm on the right track. Um, I mean, my normal go-to, because I have all the stuff, is Eddie Van Halen. Of course. Um, but uh, I, I did that last year, so I really can't do that. 
again, unfortunately. So, I, I but that is my best Halloween costume. It's either that or one year I did dress up. I had black uh, dress shorts on, like golf shorts. Okay. Okay. Black dress socks up to my knees. Okay. Uh, black wingtips. Black mock turtleneck with the sleeves cut off, and I wore uh, glasses with the lenses removed. And on top, I wore an energy dome. And had a whip, and I was Devo. Devo, um, yeah. And I, I, got, I got to be honest with you. I whipped it, and I whipped it good. <laughs> well, that's fantastic. And on that note, we're going to go ahead and thank our good pals over at Hall's ID Line. Hall's and Company, ID Line, they're a great family-run company. They've got a really cool free self-promo for all the distributors out there. It's 100 free re-sticket calendars or repositional decals. It's going to keep your name in front of your clients for a, a year to come. Go ahead and head over to selfpromo.idline.com. Upload your artwork, all your details, and they're going to produce it and get it right out to you. You're not going to be sorry you did. Kirby, what a pleasure to be podcasting with you this week. And next week, we get to do it in person in big old Dallas, Texas at LDW. See you soon. Thank you for listening to Unscripted with Kirby Hossaman and Bill Petrie. Unscripted is available every Friday at PromoCorner.com, the leader in digital marketing for the promotional products industry.